This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Change my heart.
that's, that's deep. <laughs> what was funny is I realized that nobody's a Toys R Us kid anymore because they don't exist. Uh, so little humor, very little. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does his work. When I first, uh, first was given this verse, I read it and read it and read it and really wasn't sure on where we were going with this when it came to prayer. Uh, as we begin our 40 days of prayer next week, um, I really couldn't put a pin on what exactly Paul was saying, but if you go a couple verses before, usually when you see that then or therefore or the also's, um, you want to go a couple verses. So in verse 11, it says, so Christ himself gave the prophet or gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and then the knowledge of God, of the son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants. So what Paul's talking about is how we come to God in, in, our, in our times of hurt. and in, uh, How can we come to God with prayer? And it seems very simple that when we come, come to prayer uh, with God, as we lift up our burdens, we lift up our, uh, our hurts, and in, even our, uh, in a wor- worshipful manner, our, our thanksgiving and our praise. But we need to come a little bit different. Um, I received this book, uh, I think it was for Christmas last year from my mother, and I haven't started reading it just yet. Um, But the third chapter actually says, become like a little child, so I kind of wanted to look at that. In Matthew 18, 3, it says, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So little children, even in adult form, are important to Jesus. And I really like that last part because I am nothing but a big kid in a big body. It says, Jesus wants us without pretense when we come to him in prayer, without pretense. He wants us to come without anything else. He just wants us to come as children and just lift up the prayers that we he doesn't want them in big, spectacular words and, and emotion. And, and He just wants it plain and simple. If we were to dumb down exactly the prayers that we need, if we were to summarize exactly what it is that we want to see and be bold and direct to what God wants or we want God to, to fix or to be involved in, it's very simple if we just use simple words. We aren't making it elaborate. We're not making it uh, more of a show and less on uh, the faith of God. And that's what children do. The children come and they will speak their minds. Am I right? I mean, I'm around kids all day and they don't care. They will tell you exactly how it is. Some good and some bad. 
But we begin by concentrating on God, but almost immediately our minds wander off in a dozen different directions. Even when we go into prayer with God, uh, the world is still around us. The world is in our ears, tapping us on the shoulder, hey, you got to do this tomorrow, or you can't pray for that before you pray for this, or there's always something going on in our minds that hinder us from a direct contact with God. And life just happens. You know, as you're praying, people pop into your heads too. So then you start praying, and which isn't, which isn't bad, but we, we hinder ourselves from a, a good direct contact with who God is. We know that prayer isn't supposed to be like this, but we give up in despair. How many have prayed and, and gotten to the point where it is just so overwhelming of outside stuff? Just like, I can't just, I just can't pray right now. I got to go do something. You know, we, we allow the world to get involved in our lives more than we let our lives and our prayers be involved in the world. Don't try to get the prayer right. Just tell God where you are and what's on your mind. That's what little children do. They come as they are, runny noses and all. Like the disciples, they just say what's on their mind. In order to pray like a child, you might need to unclean the non-personal, non-real praying that you've been taught. That's, that's kind of that's hard. You know, we're, we're taught to pray uh, one manner, maybe growing up, and then we just need to get rid of the, the outside sources of what prayer is and really dive into what Jesus said prayer is. And when we do that, we give God the thanks. We give, give God the praise. We ask for forgiveness. We start to pray for others. We pray for ourselves. We, we build, build circles that our inner circle we pray for. Then we pray for those on the outside. And then we pray for... So we have a system of, of how we are to pray, but it doesn't tell you what to pray for, how to pray it, but the people. Daniel, there's a, a book by Ann Graham Lotz that I've, I've read, and it's really good. Uh, and it's about the prayer of Daniel. And Daniel prays on behalf of his people. And he tells them, we are sinners. We have done so wrong. We have disobeyed. We have become idols. We've, we have become uh, worshipers of idols. We have become all these different things in which God actually told them, don't do this. So Daniel comes to, comes to God and lays out exactly what they're going through, exactly what they have done. And what he's doing is he's reaching out to God as a, as, kind of like that interpreter that we have with the Holy Spirit. So from his people, Daniel comes and he lays, lays these burdens down and he tells God, we are sinful, we are you know, undeserving of your grace, which we still to this day are. We are very undeserving of the grace that God gives us. But it's always there and it's always available. But when we go into prayer, we are to be bold, as Daniel was. We are to tell God exactly what we need. God doesn't want the fluff. When we speak to God, we speak to Jesus, we are being interpreted with the Holy Spirit. So as we speak, he's taking notes and he's like, okay, this is what we're going to give to God. He's cleaning up the mess which we're speaking. He knows what our heart is. 
He knows what our motives are. He knows where our lives are. And he knows how to interpret what we are trying to receive to give to God. So what does it mean to be young or to, to, to be a child in prayer is to just say it. Just fall on your knees and tell God exactly what it is. We don't have to offer up the big elaborate prayers, the people standing on the sidewalks that are praying for everybody using big thesaurus words. We need to be clear and concise and we need to be direct and tell God exactly what it is. We all, we all broadly pray. I mean, we all do it. We pray for our church, and then we kind of continue on. Where we pray for this person, and we kind of continue on. I mean, if Roger went through our whole prayer list, we would be here a long time. But we do it in a, in a group setting. But from there, what is it that we pray for? Do we pray for healing? Do we pray for direction? Do we pray for comfort? Do we pray for guidance? Do we just pray for a light? But when we pray as a child like that, we then have to be mature in what the answer is. Sometimes we pray and God's answer is no. Or we pray for healing and God says, no, they're going to come with me. I know in this, in this time, as Roger said, my grandmother's not doing too hot. Uh, we got a scare this week that her kidneys were shutting down and my grandfather hasn't picked up on how to interpret some of that. So his immediate thought was, well, she's going to be gone by the end of the day. Um, so we rally the troops and, you know, we, we do a, what our family does. So I asked my dad, um, I didn't, it's funny, he was here in our 930 service and I didn't say this. Um, but him and I went out uh, for dinner that night and we, we went to the Habanero Grill so it was something in that uh, Thursday. So yours was Wednesday. Wednesday? There you go. See? I saw quite a few people out there. But I, I simply asked him, I was like, how do you want to pray, or how do you want me to pray for my grandmother? And my dad is a God-fearing individual, and him and I are on the same page. We just pray simply for comfort. Whether it's comfort now in a nursing home or whether it's comfort tomorrow in the kingdom of heaven. And it's really hard to pray like that. I have a friend who, who her dad has, has dealt with a brain tumor and, um, and, and, a, and a lot of other stuff with that. And the other day she gets a text message that they went in and they've, you know, tumor's not growing, this looks good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yay, praise the Lord. She sends me a message yesterday that the tumor in her, his head hasn't grown, but he's got five on his spine. So now it's, oh, crap. So again, how do we pray? He's a God-fearing man, and it's, it's the same, same concept, same thought. So as children, how do we come to God with that? How do we say, God, you know, let it be your will for one. Let you be glorified in this. But we make it clear and concise that you don't want 
something to happen. You don't want suffering or, or, or whatever your prayer is or to whoever uh, you're praying for. But the maturity, the growing up part, is realizing that God's purpose and God's will is a lot different than what ours can be. And in that, we have to be mature and say, okay, whatever your answer is, may it be done. As difficult as that is, we have to learn where the maturity in our prayers needs to be able to accept. But the infant side of our prayers or the childlike side should be how we offer up our prayers. A kid comes up to you and, oh, you know, you're crying. What happened? Well, Bobby over here punched me in the face. Okay? Well, it's very clear and concise what just happened. Bobby just punched her in the face. She doesn't make up this big elaborate story that, well, when Bobby was a little boy, he had this and this, and it's like, no, she was very clear and concise on what happened. I like listening to Isabel come up with her own music. It's quite hilarious when she, when she starts to sing in the car uh, because usually it's the same sentence over and over and over and over and over again. But it's, it's very easy. She just, she just comes up with it. She says what's on her mind. We have lost that. Children are not born into uh, of very vivid memory realization. It, it just comes from, uh, from their society. It comes from how they're brought up. But kids will tell you, when you ask a question, they'll tell you the truth. And this book I was, uh, I'm starting to read now, it talks about a lady that was in the choir. No one here. And she was very operatic in her, in her singing. And um, when she got done, she came down and the pastor's daughter um, couldn't speak. But she, you know, she signed. Um, and she asked what she thought of it. And apparently she put her hand up and the sign for dumb came out. So her mom sat next to her and she's like, I don't, you know, what do I say? So she told her. She thought it was dumb. She had no filter. She told her what she thought. Granted, I wouldn't like to be the mother in that situation. But she was clear and concise on exactly what she thought. God wants that from us. God doesn't want the Holy Spirit to dig around and, and pull out the weeds and, and then get something to bloom. He wants the blooming first. Be clear. Be concise, be direct, and be bold. God wants to know exactly what's on your heart. He wants you to come and lift up your burdens and your hurts, your praises. But he wants to know exactly what is on your heart. He doesn't want to fiddle with it. So we speak to an interpreter through the, through the Holy Spirit. We lift our hearts up. And that's what he wants. But when we come as children of faith, with a childlike faith, that when I offer this up to God, it will be taken care of. 
He doesn't want the older human adult to think, I'll just lay a little bit of this down and I'll take care of the rest of it. No, he wants all of it. Every single part of your lives, whether good, bad, or ugly. And I see a bunch of beautiful people in here. That's all he's asking. So if we can be a child in how we pray, we need to be mature in how we react. So as we are going into these 40 days of prayer, first off, go in with an open mind. Um, we all... We all see how prayer is done. We have prayed some way. And it may have been different than what others are taught. But the main focus and main point of prayer is a direct communication with God. He doesn't want the TV on when you're praying. He doesn't want you on your phone while you're trying to talk to him. He doesn't want you doing other stuff. He wants a direct Line to where he can hear and you can listen as well. I've said before, we, we pray a lot. And I think what we miss from the prayer is to be still and listen. That when I offer up these prayer concerns, sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen to God's answers. Listen to his direction. Follow his guidance. So over these next 40 days, we do six weeks, you're going to learn a lot more about prayer. Maybe something new, maybe something old. But what you need to get out the end is not a new technique in how to pray, but maybe in what to pray for. What words to use. How to be bold in what you say. And then accept the answer that God gives us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are, again, we are thankful to be in your house. Lord, as we pray, may we come like children and may we just offer up in our hearts exactly what it is that we are in need of. May we see you as the almighty, as the great God that you are. May we come like children, tell you exactly what it is, but may we also be mature in hearing your answer. Lord, you have given us someone to speak to you through. Your spirit is with us always, that we can lift up our prayers, that he will then take them and give them to you. We have a direct connection with you through the spirit. And it is because of that that we can come and we can lay our, bar, our burdens down, lay our hearts down. We can fall on our knees and we can cry and we can laugh. But ultimately, God, we are in humility and a reverence of who you are. Lord, over these next few weeks, let us learn more about that communication how we can strengthen our prayer lives, how we can help others, and how we can view who you are in the midst of our trials and our temptations and our hurts. Lord, we are thankful to be here today. We are thankful for the words that you have given, that you have given Paul that is teaching us now. 
for all that we say and we do. May you get the praise. In the name of Jesus, we do pray this. Amen.